He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, and a little bit of Buccaneers talk too. Keeping up with the rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they are playing, how they're being used, and much more. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, everybody. It's Best in Class with Sean Sullivan. Welcome to the podcast, uh, coming live from uh, Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. The Giant returns 2023. We have a test drive going on for to watch a Bucks game with me in the suite. Uh, we just finished. Grace will be tallying. And we'll be letting everybody know uh, what's going on there. Please come down and order your new F-150 Lightnings, Mavericks, Broncos, Broncos Sports. We can get it for you. And, of course, it comes with a lifetime warranty. So let's get into football. Now that I've covered the, uh, the company line, heartbroken is what I am. I was melancholy. Like, I've gone through all of the emotions that you go through in a breakup, really, because I got angry, then I was sad, then I ended up overeating, craving sugar on Halloween night to try to like fill my emotions. I felt like getting out and chopping wood. At some point, I had so much adrenaline, like I can't sleep. I was like, I don't even have an axe, or I don't know what wood is. I'm not an outdoorsman, but I figured this is a good time to start chopping wood because I, I'm at that position in my life where I'm very happy. You know, work is fantastic. My, I have an amazing family, wife and kids, and I have my football. And when your heart gets broken in football, it's very hard to do as a Bucks fan because you really, I lost my heart in like 1984, okay? So I got it back when Tony Dungy came in in 1997. Then, you know, when we won the Super Bowl with Gruden, then we won the Super Bowl last year, you kind of, it kind of puts your heart back together and you're like, oh, this is amazing. I'm starting to feel like what every other football fan gets to feel like who's had long-term success. And then you go into a game against a rival, the Slimy Saints. I hate them uh, so much. You guys have no idea. I think I make it very clear. And then to lose this game to Trevor Simeon and a bunch of nobodies and Kevin White, who was out of football for two years and you know, a guy coming off of injured reserve that's a nobody. It's just difficult. I guess I got to start. I, I apologize for being melancholy. Like, I'm in that point now where the sky is just not as blue and the sun is just not as bright. I'm kind of just going through my day, just like a gray, rainy day. Even if the weather's beautiful outside, it's Florida, the weather's perfect. This is what happens to me on this day. Not to mention the fact that after we lost to the Saints, uh, 36 to 27, I had to take my kids trick-or-treating. And the whole time I'm, ta- I'm taking my kids trick-or-treating where I should be enjoying this, watching my kids, they're so happy, getting all the candy, and I'm just sitting there brooding. I'm just, I want to punch mailboxes. I, I, I want to, I wanted to get into my Super Duty. I, I drive a Ford Roush Super Duty. That's my favorite vehicle. It's a diesel. It's deleted. I like driving fast. I like dri- driving big trucks. I felt like driving to New Orleans finding Sean Payton because in the fourth quarter of this game, he was smirking. He was smirking like thing that he does where he was like, I'm smarter than everybody in the room. I outcoached you guys. He's smirking because he beat Tom Brady with Trevor Simeon. I want to find him and smack that look off of his face. I can't help that anger. I can't help it. I would challenge him to uh, whatever he wants to do. 
I don't care if it's dueling with pistols, if it's riding, you know, if, if we're gonna like joust with horses, I don't care what it is. I will learn it, I will, I will be a master of it before I face him. I cannot stand Sean Payton. Please, if you guys don't, if you dislike Sean Payton as much as I do, email me at bestinclass at billcurryford.com. We can have a laugh about it. I can't stand the guy. Um, let's get into the game. Brady threw four TDs. Um, he had three turnovers. Every game can't be about Tom Brady. At some point, Brady has to have an off game. He had an off game, although he, over, he threw for almost 400 yards. He got us the lead in the fourth quarter. At some point, this team has to pick him up. When, he, when he's down, like this team does not pick the guy up. I mean, when, last year when he has a bad game, nobody else steps up. This year he's been lights out. He's the MVP of the league. He went into this game. I mean, if I told you after the game that Brady would throw for almost 400 yards and four TDs, you guys would say we won by a, by a blowout. Um, but, again, you have Trevor Simeon on the other side, so we have to, we have to go, okay, man, the fearsome the guy that Trevor Simeon is, the guy that's feared by all defensive coordinators in the NFL, the guy that literally is a fourth-string guy uh, on the New Orleans Saints, a guy that hadn't thrown a pass in two years, a guy that literally probably thinks he's probably not going to be in the NFL next year. Beat us. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty upset about it still. Um, the clock management in this game... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to break down Bruce Arians' clock management because it's terrible. I like Bruce Arians. He's a very good coach. Compared to Sean Payton, uh, he's not a very good coach. Sean Payton outcoaches him. It's disgusting. And we can say that Arians hired Todd Bowles, and Todd Bowles is a, Todd Bowles is a brilliant defensive coordinator, guys. He got outcoached in this game. Offensively, we got outcoached. Overall, we got outcoached. Sean Payton, I think, could probably win with anybody at quarterback at this point. With anybody at running back, the guy X's and O's wise, and he somehow inspires his team to win. He's just smarter than, than our team. And it's, it's very frustrating because I don't like him. And when you go into this and after the game, you're talking about, oh, yeah, you know, we went in with a game plan where we were going to pick on the cornerback, Pierre Desaire. Um, obviously, they had a game plan where they were going to take a receiver that hadn't played in years, hadn't caught a ball in four years, was going to dominate against our corner, I guess, whatever. I mean, you can say that. They went after Devin White mercilessly. I mean, they're throwing to a guy that hadn't caught an NFL pass all year. Uh, caught four balls on Devin White. I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, we had two, 22 uh, pass rush attempts, didn't get to the quarterback. We collapsed the pocket over and over again and decide to lose outside containment on Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon and whoever else he would put in. I, I don't know who else he's going to put in. Uh, shoot, he could put in anybody. He could have put in um, Jason Hill. He could have put in anybody at the quarterback position. We would make us look stupid, uh, dropping dimes on our, on our corners. But Listen, I'm not blaming Pierre Desaire. Devin White didn't lose us this game, although he still needs to look up the taunting rule. I, he leaves his team in tackles. He's a captain, right? So you, you, need to, you need to lead by example. But we're not finishing plays. We didn't finish plays. Uh, we didn't do outside containment. We looked disinterested at times. It was a physical game. Uh, you know, uh, I got an email or a text, like, from several of my friends and, and people that know me through this podcast, and they're like, can you talk about the referees? Listen, I'm a Bucks fan since 1976. What on earth am I going to talk about the referees about? They have disliked us since the moment we were awarded a franchise. They have hated us every minute, 
And then we got Tom Brady, who they hate, uh, who I think the referees get together before the game and they're like, okay, Brady's playing today. Everybody thinks we favor Brady, so let's just make sure it's completely one-sided and completely against Brady so that uh, Brady has to win on his own. I really think that's what happens. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to go through the terrible officiating. There were terrible calls. But here's the thing. If you're going to let two teams physically play, and that's what was going on, then call, you have to call it fair on both sides, and this game was not called fair. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you the referees lost us the game. I mean, you had an illegal uh, hands to the face, a helmet ripped off with the referee standing three feet away, watched Will Golston's helmet get ripped off with illegal hands to the face. The, the, the offensive player had him by the face mask, okay? Ripped his helmet off, and then he gets called for roughing the passer on a, on a shoulder push. I, I mean, I understand how frustrating that is for fans, but that's not why we lost the game. The officiating is the officiating. Sometimes, you know, the Bucks have had to play against uh, a 12-man te uh, team uh, since, since the beginning of time. You know, it doesn't matter how many players are on the field, you've got to add another one for the referee, right? They're never going to be for us. They're always going to be against us. We have to win despite it. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, the, after the game, I listened to the head coach, and Arians was talking about, you know, we need to get Joe Tryon some more snaps. And you think – um, Joe Bucks fan backed me up on this when I said that a few weeks ago Joe Tryon was our best pure pass rusher on this team and I got some emails saying that that wasn't a, a very good take and I was at Meat Market by the way which is a brilliant restaurant uh, in Hyde Park if you haven't been there you need to go go see Rob he's an amazing person uh, they have a two uh, server staff by the way which is completely unique to Tampa where you your service is just amazing but uh, it's a great restaurant anyway I'm there, and a guy walks up to me and says, hey, I listen to your podcast. Your take on Joe Tryon, uh, I don't agree with. You know, Shaq Barrett's a better pass rusher. Pierre Paul's a better pass rusher. No, they're better defensive ends. I never said he was a better defensive end. I said he was a better pass rusher. So then I spent 30 minutes schooling this guy while I'm drinking Jay Davies out of California, which, by the way, is a fantastic cab if you get a chance. Um, it's great. But I will talk football anytime, anywhere with anybody and I will go over some stats with you. Joe Tryon, for his snaps played, was tied for the most quarterback pressures on this team. We played, he played nine snaps against New Orleans on turf, our fastest player, our fastest pass rusher played nine snaps. Six of those snaps he dropped into coverage. Why is this guy dropping into coverage? Todd Bowles, what are you doing? Put his hand in the ground and have him run his 4-4 speed and have him put pressure on, a, on, a, on Trevor Simeon, who I probably look better in football pads than Trevor Simeon. This is a ridiculous conversation. I'm getting all angry. I'm sweating. Grace, we're, we're gonna, you're going to have to get me a bottle of water. I'm so damn angry. Um, i got to stop talking about this game. Good news, we're 6-2 and two, going into the bye. We're going to get healthy. We, you know, we've got to clean some of this stuff up. For a defense, a Super Bowl-winning defense that absolutely clubbed um, the Kansas City Chiefs like a seal, they can't recover because they are still on the hangover that we gave them to go in there and let Jameis Winston rush for 10 yards a rush and then let Trevor Simeon sidearm and underarm throw these ridiculous passes and can't stop them when the game is on the line. We get the, we get the lead in the fourth quarter and you still can't stop them is an embarrassing thing. You need to cut off all your social media guys, cut off all your television, hit the gym, 
hit the X's and O's, stop reading your press clippings, and understand that this Tampa community is behind you, and we want you to win. Because I got 30 or 40 years of pent-up anger for these kinds of stupid losses, and I'm tired of losing these games. All right, on to the next game. I, I can't talk about it anymore. Uh, Rams-Texans. Uh, Rams won 38-22 uh, to 22 over the Texans. Uh, my goodness, this wasn't a game. It was like 38 to nothing. Uh, Texans scored 22 points um, uh, all in the fourth quarter during garbage time. Um, the only person that I want to talk about on the Rams was Van Jefferson. He was a second-round pick out of Florida. He had three catches for 88 yards. It looks like he's becoming uh, more of a wide receiver in this offense, which is, um, for those Florida homers, that's actually fun to watch. He was a very good receiver at Florida. It seems to me like he's really getting some more playing time. Congratulations to Van Jefferson. Um, really, there's nothing more to talk about on the Rams just because they just it was a total domination. Uh, I actually put in my notes, there's nobody I want to talk to you about for the Texans. They suck. They were absolutely terrible. They didn't show up in this game. They've written off the season. They're 1-7. and seven. You know, they need to trade Deshaun uh, Watson, get their first-round picks, and get themselves set up for next year when we do our draft talk, which should be exciting. On to the next game. Patriots beat the Chargers 27-24. to 24. Um, This was a fantastic game if you're a Patriots fan. It just talks about how Bill Belichick is just a brilliant defensive coordinator. He takes away what you do well. He makes you beat him other ways. Justin Herbert, the first-round draft pick out of Oregon, uh, just wasn't able to, to beat Bill Belichick. He threw two picks. He looked confused the whole game. I think he's going to bounce back, obviously. You know, he was in, actually in the MVP talk. He's putting up such big numbers. But sometimes you just run into somebody who can coach better. And that's what happened to the Bucks with Sean Payton, and that's what happened to Justin Herbert and the Patriots. Mac Jones, the first-round draft pick out of Alabama uh, for the Patriots, went 18 of 35 for 218 yards. Nothing spectacular. Great game manager. Didn't turn the ball over. Damian Harris, running back, third-round pick out of Alabama, had 23 carries for 80 yards and a TD. Uh, somebody we haven't talked about in the podcast yet, Christian Barmore. Um, he was the second-round pick out of Alabama of the Patriots. He had four tackles and a sack. He's having a very solid year for a, a rookie defensive tackle. Congratulations, Christian. He was actually rumored to go to the Bucks in the bottom of the first round. He ended up going in the second round because there were some workout concerns. It looks like he went to the correct organization that's got him motivated because he's playing very well. Congratulations. On to the next game, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Seahawks. The Seahawks won this game 31-7. Game wasn't close. Jaguars scored a late TD so they could stop the zero. Jags are 1-6. Urban Meyer should be fired. Uh, not talking about Seattle. I hope they never win another game. The only thing about this that's interesting is that Geno Smith had to get off the uh, airplane after last week. He's horrendous, guys. After last week going, I have the Jaguars this week, and it was like a scrimmage. He actually looked like a decent quarterback. Uh, Gino, um, uh, it's going to be short-lived, buddy. Uh, you're not going to get to play Jacksonville every week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, the first-round um, overall pick out of Clemson, uh, threw the ball 54 times, completed 32 passes for 238 yards. If you guys aren't good at math, that's only four yards to throw. That's terrible. He rushed for nothing, which I told you weeks ago, that, that if you're not going to have this kid rushing and having design runs, He's not going to be successful. Urban Meyer should be fired. On to the next game, Washington and the Broncos. The Broncos won 17-10. This was a tough game to watch. Uh, neither team looked like they wanted to win this game. There's a couple of guys I want to talk about. Uh, Jerry Judy, the first-round draft pick of the Broncos out of Alabama, returned from injury. 
It looked like he made a big difference stretching the field. He caught four balls for 39 yards. It, and, uh, it looked like Teddy Bridgewater was much more comfortable with Jerry Judy on the field, as well as Corton Sutland. Teddy uh, Bridgewater had no turnovers. And then Denver won a very boring, terrible game, 17-10. to 10. On uh, Washington, there's really nobody to talk about. They really did nothing uh, defensively. They played okay against a very mediocre Broncos team. Broncos are 4-4, four and four, Washington's 2-6. and six. On to the next game, the Cowboys and the Vikings. Uh, the Cowboys won this game 20-16 to 16 against the Minnesota Vikings. The Cowboys are now 6-1. and one. For those of you who didn't watch this game, you missed a Cooper Rush sighting at QB. He's a walk-on QB from Central Michigan. Anybody watch that guy in college? Yeah, no. Nobody knows who that guy is. If that guy didn't play for the Cowboys, you'd think he was just getting you coffee. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, first-round draft pick out of Oklahoma, caught six balls for 112. Everybody knows who C.D. Lamb is. He's a star. He's a fantastic player. But... The star of the game is Mika Parsons. I've talked about him since week one. Defensive end out of Penn State, first-round draft pick. A, another double-digit 11-tackle game, four tackles for loss. If th This guy has to be in the consideration for defensive player of the year. Not rookie defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. This guy dominates the game. He, he, he changes protections. This guy's the real deal. Congratulations, Mika Parsons. This Cowboys team is loaded. They're going to get Dak back next week. It's going to be a fun uh, playoff push for the, for the Cowboys. This NFC is packed, guys, with some really good teams. Uh, on to the next game, the Giants and the Chiefs. The Chiefs won this game 20-17, to shouldn't have won it. For the Chiefs, Nick Bolton, the linebacker out of Missouri, he was a second-round draft pick, had 11 tackles again. I, I, I talked about this guy last week, week before. He's a shining star on this Kansas City defense. He is a Pro Bowl player at this point. That's the level that he's playing at. He's all over the field. He reminds me of Levante David. Uh, this guy, uh, if he doesn't get credit, he should. The guy's fantastic. Uh, congratulations, Nick Bolden. Patrick Mahomes in this game, he looks very average. Um, he threw another pick in this game. I think he has a pick in every game this season. He has 10 interceptions on the year uh, versus 19 TDs. He looks pedestrian. Uh, the offensive line's trash. I talked about that last week. They're garbage. And it looks like he's still in a Super Bowl hangover, and uh, I hope they lose. The Giants, meantime, there's like I could talk about Kadarius Toney, the first-round draft pick out of Florida. He twisted an ankle in the game. He was actually a difference maker before that. He threw a pass in this game. He's a very, very good wide receiver, but he got hurt in the game. Then he hurt his hand in the game, uh, hurt his thumb late in the fourth quarter and just wasn't a difference maker at that point. Daniel Jones played his heart out as he always does. There's just not a lot of talent around him. Again, Chiefs win 2017. Packers-Cardinals. This was a, a really fun game to watch. The Packers won 24-21. Packers are now 7-1. Cardinals are 7-1. Again, talking about that NFC, packed with great teams. For the uh, Packers, um, Eric Stokes, which kind of briefly touched on him last week, the cornerback out of Georgia. He was a first-round draft pick. His play, if you remember in the first quarter, there was a pass to uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins, and he was running into the end zone. And he reached back, and, and Eric Stokes, he grabbed, it would appear to be a stiff arm, and grabbed Eric Stokes' face mask. But if you watch the play again, and, and Todd Wright actually brought this to my attention, Eric Stokes actually pushes his hand into his face mask for the penalty. Very smart play. Very well coached, Eric Stokes. Congratulations on that play. That was the difference in the game, was you getting that 15-yard penalty versus him walking in the end zone. And, uh, and that was the difference. 
A.J. Dillon, uh, the running back out of Boston College, second-round pick out of uh, uh, for the Packers, uh, had 16 carries for 78 yards. He seems to be splitting carries now with Aaron Jones. He's a very tough physical runner, doesn't catch the ball, but um, definitely gets him their tough yards. He's been playing well. This is the first time I've mentioned him. Uh, Kyle Murray uh, had, a, had a bad game. He had uh, two picks, no TDs uh, throwing, just did not look comfortable. The Packers were able to get constant pressure on that offensive line. I think that's the key to beating the Cardinals. Um, they really uh, did a fantastic job on man coverage uh, and just pressuring them on every play. I think they had three uh, knockdowns, uh, two sacks, and, and a ton of hurries if you watch that game. Again, Packers went 24-21. Cardinals are no longer undefeated. They're 7-1, and Packers 7-1. and uh, Panthers-Falcons, talk about the NFC South. Uh, this is important for the Bucks, obviously. Panthers are 4-4, four and four, Falcons are 3-4, and four. Panthers won this game 19-13. Chuba Hubbard, we talked about him a few weeks ago, how he was the uh, fourth-round draft pick out of Oklahoma State and how he murdered um, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers in college. Uh, and his wife said, you got to draft this guy, and he did. 24 carries, 82 yards, and a TD. I know that Chuba Hubbard at this point is not McCaffrey, but he sure looks like a solid starter in the NFL. Gross Matos, a defensive end that was linked to the Bucks out of Penn State, was a second-round pick. Um, he had a sack and three tackles. He had a, a strong game for Carolina. You know, they put together a great defense with Brian Burns and Gross Matos, and it looks like they've, they've really tried to get some pass rushers in there. That's the first time I've mentioned him. It's a good game. Kyle Pitts, which was the first-round draft pick out of Florida for the Falcons, number four overall. The, the Panthers really spent all of their time taking him out of the game. He only had two catches for 13 yards. He only had four targets on the game, which means the Panthers said, okay, if your top receiver is not going to play, Calvin Ridley uh, um, has taken time, personal time, away from the game. Uh, he was their first-round draft pick out of Alabama. Kyle Pitts is now their, their number one target uh, besides Cordell Patterson, and it looked like they really focused on Pitts and then uh, ended up losing 19-13. to 13. On to the next game. Dolphins and Bills. Uh, Bills won this game 26-11. to 11. Really not much to say on this game. Uh, it was very, very boring, unless you're a Josh Allen fan. He was the, the Bills' first-round draft pick out of Wyoming. Um, he had 249 yards and two, D's, two, D, two TDs throwing. He rushed eight, eight times, 55 yards, and a TD. That TD run was amazing. He got, I mean, that was a terrific run. The guy's an amazing player. Tua, on the other hand, uh, didn't throw a TD, threw a pick, looked completely uninterested in the game. He just really struggled. Again, Bills won 26-11. 49ers, Bears. Uh, 49ers won this game 33-22 against the Bears. A couple of bright spots. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, we've talked about him for since, I believe, second week of the season. He had 18 carries, 137 yards. He is their six-round pick out of Louisiana. Uh, he also had a TD. He's a stud. He's going to be a, 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 a Pro Bowl player. Um, this is definitely the year of the running back. After having so many years of drafting running backs and having a lot of these guys not pan out, my goodness, do we have a lot of running backs this year playing well. Elijah Mitchell, 18 carries, 137 yards, and a TD. Uh, Justin Fields, um, interesting. Um, Nagy sounds like he's trying to save his job. You know, Justin Fields was a first-round draft pick out of Ohio State of the Chicago Bears. Went 19 of 27 for 175 yards and a TD throwing. Here's the thing, guys. I've been talking about this for five weeks. He rushed 10 times for 103 yards and a TD. This is the first game where he had designed runs. 
So thank you for listening, uh, Matt Nagy, to the podcast. I still think you should be fired, but good, good getting him some controlled runs. He only rushed for 10 yards a carry in a TD, 103 yards. So maybe you can decide what you want to do there, but maybe if you want to save your job, design your offense around Justin Fields and let him play the game. Steelers and Browns. Steelers won this game 15-10 to 10 over the Browns. It's just, oh my gosh, what a boring game. It was a defensive game. Everybody's hurt in this game. Uh, ben Rossenberg, he just looks, he looks like it hurts every time he throws the ball. Mayfield, you know, has that thing on his left arm where he had a separated shoulder. He didn't look right. I mean, it just looked like a bunch of broken down players trying to play a game. And it was extremely physical. Najee Harris, the running back, first round draft pick out of Alabama, 26 carries, 91 yards. TD caught three balls for 29 yards. Right now, he leads all players um, in rushes and catches from the line of scrimmage. He's on pace for 1,700 yards from scrimmage uh, combined. Uh, congratulations to Najee Harris. Cleveland, there's really nothing to talk about. You did nothing in this game. Man, what a sorry, what a sorry uh, team. After coming off that big win against Denver, you just laid an egg like this, and that just sucks for the Browns. Steelers 4-3, and three, Browns 4-4. Four and four. On to the next game, Eagles-Lions. Eagles won 44-6 over the Lions. The Lions still haven't won a game. Jalen Hurts, uh, QB, second-round draft pick out of Oklahoma, only threw nine passes in the game for 103 yards, and they won 44-6. So your starting quarterback, starting quarterback completes nine passes in the game, and you win 44-6. Uh, I put down here um, in the game the Lions had nothing. There's nothing to talk about. Not one of their players showed up in this game. I, I just don't understand how they could. The Eagles are not a great team. The Lions had a chance. This is a team that they should have beat or at least been competitive in, and they just literally threw the towel in in the first quarter. Again, when your starting quarterback completes nine passes and you win um, by 38 points, the, you, I, I don't even know what to say about that. On to the next game. Titans-Colts, this was a very, very good game to watch. Titans 6-2, and two, Colts 3-5, and five, Titans win 34-31. A.J. Brown, the second-round pick out of Ole Miss, 10 catches, 155 yards, and a TD. He's a stud. I've talked about him. He's Ryan Tannehill's favorite target. The guy gets open. The guy dominates. Uh, and, and now with King Henry out, I think A.J. Brown's numbers are even going to go up higher. Uh, Jerry McNichols, uh, the running back out of Boise State, was a fifth-round draft pick of the Bucks. is now moving to the starting role. We'll see how that goes. They signed Adrian Peterson, so it looks like Jeremy will be the third down back. Maybe Peterson will, will run in King Henry's spot. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., we haven't talked about him. He's a wide receiver at a USC second-round pick of the Colts. Had 10 catches, 86 yards, and two TDs. He has been super solid this year. What a turnaround from last year where he, he flashed last year, but this, this year he's just been consistently catching the ball. He's, he's definitely the star player. The Colts have a lot of talent. I think they're going to rebound nicely. I think they'll be fine. On to the next game, the Bengals and the Jets game. Bengals fans, I know what you feel like. We lost to Trevor Simeon and the Saints and a bunch of no-name receivers and a, a walk-on offensive um, guard in the middle of the, of the offensive line. Uh, so I know what you guys are feeling right now. You lost to a Jets team that has zero talent, 34-31. to T. Higgins, we talked about him last week. He's the second-round pick out of Clemson at four catches, 97 yards, led the team. Um, he's benefiting from having Jamar Chase. It looked like the Jets really did a number on Jamar Chase. He had his lowest output of the season with three catches, 32 yards, and still had a TD. But definitely his, um, he didn't star in this game, and um, 
Again, the Bengals lost 34-31 to to the Jets. Uh, Mike White, uh, somebody that people keep asking me about. He was a QB at USF. He threw for 405 yards and three TDs in his first NFL start. He had two picks in the game. Neither one were his fault. I mean, the guy, the guy was so loose in this game. I was like, he's just throwing darts all over the field. It just, I love it when players just get in the game and just say, I'm just going to have fun with this game. I'm not going to worry about the, the repercussions. And he just went out there and threw the ball. Nobody expected this guy to win. You have no expectations as, as being Mike White. You have no, literally nobody thinks you're going to be good. You go out there and you play extremely well and extremely loose. And we'll see how he does next week. But I'll tell you, the defense will be ready for him next week. But, man, did he play well, just darting all over the field. Michael Carter, I've been talking about this guy since week one, running back out of North Carolina, 15 carries, 77 yards, caught nine balls for 95 yards. This guy is becoming a real starting running back. It looks like the Jets really found somebody in Michael Carter. Uh, congratulations because the Jets don't have much. That's the last game of the week. All right. Have a nice drive home. I still would like you to visit uh, Bill Curry Ford and all of our, our social uh, media and all of our projects uh, with Curry Cares. Um, we have over 41 active charities right now. Please visit our website if you want to contribute. Grace is on there. You can talk to Grace. She'll get you set up in the community. Bill Curry Tampa um, has all of our stuff. Come follow us. Again, Sean Sullivan signing out. Um, we have a week off next week. I'm still going to do um, a pod on next week's game so don't worry for the people i i'm i've been gaining people every week i'm very appreciative of it i'm appreciative of the emails and the people that find me and and contact me this is something i'm passionate about and that i love and i thank the curry family for letting me do it again from this sean sullivan from bill curry ford studios in tampa good night